0: Hey you fellas, in this entry to Azumar's Diary, I relate my Thanksgiving experiences, talk about my obsession with an ant farm for 24 hours, and talk about my absolute genius quick thinking in the event of a lockdown. <laughs> fellas, let me tell you something, do you ever put yourself to a routine and at the time During that time period That you put yourself to that routine You're like I'm gonna do this routine And I'm gonna stick to this routine And I'm gonna be an absolute menace in this routine And this is gonna be my thing And this is gonna be the thing that I do now And this is gonna be my hobby And then you just like almost forget to do it one day and then you just end up not doing it one day and then your entire routine falls apart because you just didn't do it the one day because the things that were outside of your control. It's wonderful. It's really great. You know, this one time, I had an obsession with ant colonies. I don't know why. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was like making a zoo in Minecraft, you know? It's like there's some weird monkey brain neuron that gets triggered. When having a small ecological, like, uh, environment like a like a uh, little biome and seeing everything uh develop in that biome like i thought having an ant colony like an ant house an ant house wow it is not called an ant house um the, the the things that you have ants in you know do you know what i'm talking about the ant ant hills nope not ant hills you keep them in your uh thing i forgot what they were called but anyways I thought having an ant colony. You know, we're gonna go to the keyboard. Um, ant. Are they houses? Ant houses. I don't even. I completely forgot what they were called. Ant house. Nope. They weren't called ant houses. Ant houses for sale. Maybe I'm sure they'll give me the actual name. Uh, ant farm. That's what it was. Ant farms. I was obsessed with ant farms, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever to have a colony of ants develop and adapt and create their own ecosystem right on my nightstand, right? And I was completely obsessed with ant farms for a total of 18 hours, and then I slept it off. I was like, I was looking for some reason, I just woke up and I had in my recommended a video about ant farms, and this one dude who made a crazy ant farm that spanned his entire house, you know, the ones, and he has like sprinkler systems and different uh, colonies of ants that are kind of coexisting, or they had to occasionally have like battles with each other and they take over each other's territory, and you know, the whole ant thing, right? Cycle of life. I don't know why this triggered something in my head, but I was like, I think that is the coolest thing ever and I want an ant farm. And I spent hours that day googling ant farms, how to take care of ants, how to like make sure they don't kill each other and and you know, the, the whole thing completely blows up. I just thought it was really really cool to have that level of organization in such a small space. And uh I was going on Amazon and looking at ant farms. I was talking to, I was like looking at ant uh you know ant farms for beginners. I was like looking at how to you know how to get an ant queen and it was just you know random chance. You just find an ant queen that's looking to migrate and then you just shove him in your ant farm. Uh shove her in your ant farm. And I went up to my mom about it and I was like, "Mom, I want an ant farm." And she looked at me and was like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> She looked at me like you have never been this obsessed with ants in your entire life. What what happened? What is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just really I just really think it's cool. Um But yeah, that day was the day I was really into ants. And then uh, I was very sad uh, because my mom said no to the ant farm. Like, Mom, this would be so cool to have and to just maintain and be great for beginners. And then I could start it off and, uh, you know, then I could, you know, possibly grow into bigger ant farms and this could be like a thing that I do. And she was like, no. She did not say yes to the Amazon order of nearly two hundred dollars for ant farm equipment, and then I was very sad. And we were going to an aunt's house later that day too, so she has this two-story house that all the kid, all the play stuff is upstairs. So instead of going upstairs with the rest of the family, I just sat downstairs and was sad because I didn't. My mom said no to the ant farm idea, and then like eight hours passed, and I slept, and I woke up. And I was never that obsessed with ant farms again. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, I almost forgot to record this episode. <laughs> um, so that's that's my bad. Uh, you know, when there's nothing, it's not like it's blowing up my feed, so you know it can slip the mind easily. Um, but anyways, uh, in this entry to Zoomer's diary, uh, I wanted to first off say Happy Thanksgiving. At the time I'm recording this, I'm almost done with my Thanksgiving break. Um, And it was a good Thanksgiving that I had Uh, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving Uh, If you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving Then I hope you just had a wonderful Thursday Um, I hope you do not saying that you did Uh, So people who didn't have a wonderful Thursday Don't get mad at me Because I never said you did Um, And I uh, had an interesting You know, and everyone always uh, talks about Thanksgiving About how it is a hot spot for familial conflict, F- familial conflict, family conflict. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we got to realize that families hating each other. If the family is comprised of just, at le- you know, they're at least good people and they're not total, you know, stains on the human race, um, which there are some, right? there are some in certain families that are just, it's just horrible, um, but, you know, regular, regular stand-up people, um, if they're just like that, and, uh, they hate each other, they're gonna get over it in, like, a couple of months, right, or not even a couple of months, maybe in a couple of weeks, and, people always talk about how people families fight at thanksgiving and how it's this big thing and all like most families hate each other yeah most families hate each other every couple of months and then they get over it it's a cycle it's like the it's like monsoon season right you you know the aunt aunt said this to your mom or dad or whatever or to your parent and then the parent said something back, and now the uncle, and now your uncle's getting into it, and then yada, yada, yada. And then your grandma's being stressed out because her kids are fighting, and then yada, yada, yada. And it's this whole debacle where your family hates each other. And then two weeks later, come Thanksgiving, they just stop hating each other, and they're at the same table eating and laughing. So, if you're worried about your family hating each other, coming from uh, a teenager... Um, who has a cyclical family like that they will probably get over it like i i people talk all the time at my school about how oh my god my family's horrible they hate each other all the time it's 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 bad and then like two weeks later they'll be like i'll be like how was your thanksgiving they're like oh it was really great everyone came it's like oh see the two weeks prior when you were worried that your entire family was about to explode um it, it 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 wasn't for it wasn't for anything the worry was for nothing right uh, because they got all ripped. Because at the end of the day, it's very, very hard to turn your back on family like that. Even after big fights. Like my family has had plenty of big fights. It's also the thing is, um, we're Mexican. <laughs> so uh the fights are a bit more temperamental. Um and there's there's a lot more I qué que and it's just it's it's extra stressful because everyone's yelling. <laughs> um, um, but at the end of the day, we're still rooted in family, and we're still gonna get over it. Like, dude, two weeks prior to Thanksgiving, my family was ha- was hating on each other because my aunt in law, my mom's birthday is coming up, and my aunt in law bought her my mother a a food cart. Like one of those Mexican food carts that they have at like quinceañeras, with like the chamoy and the tahin and the and the pineapple and all this all the candy and the cashews and the whatever. But she, my mom, and my aunt in law spent like five hundred dollars on this, right? But my mom never wanted a food cart in the first place. My aunt in law was just like, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if you had a food cart at your birthday?" My mom was like, "No." It'll be really expensive. You won't have the space for it. And then meanwhile, my aunt loves listening to this as she's already ordered the food cart. And it was a disaster. My mom found out. She's like, are you kidding me? I didn't want a food cart that I won't be able to fit in my birthday of just garbage food because they were gonna cook on their own and they were gonna make their own food, so it wasn't too bad. And it was this whole debacle. And my uncle is like, You're not grateful for anything that people give you, yada, yada, yada. And then everyone's villainizing my mom, and then my mom's like stressed out, like, I can't believe they keep doing this, yada, yada. And then my grandma's getting into it, like, Oh, I don't wanna hear it anymore. And, and then my dog's like, Please feed me. I don't know why you're yelling so much. And two weeks later, we have Thanksgiving. And everyone's laughing and hugging each other and eating at the same table. So it really is like the monsoon season, you know, it, it, yeah, it'll rain hard. But at the end of the day, or at the end of the month, really, um, it, the, the water is going to dry and the thunders, the thundering is going to lessen and everything's going to be fine. Um, so I hope you guys, you're all of your guys' families, Uh, will get over their, uh, grudges and you know, they're always going to have grudges, but at the end of the day, hopefully I hope they realize that, uh, realize their grudges and they get over them. And I hope you guys have wonderful families. Um, if you don't have families, uh, I hope you have wonderful uh, time with your life. Listen, if you're, here's the thing, here's the thing I tell people because I'm such as a professional in the field, you know, in my in my 15 years of experience, uh, you have to be your own best friend, right? You got to be your own best friend. So because you can't hurt yourself unless you stub yourself mentally, I mean, or emotionally, you can't hurt yourself. You can't care. You can't. Not care about what you have to say, and sometimes you got to learn to entertain yourself so you can be your own best friend, and then you don't got to rely on everybody to give you to give you flack. So, yeah, that's cool. Anyways, what was I talking about? Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, I was trying to segue into Thanksgiving, but I got completely distracted. Let me tell you about my Thanksgiving. Uh, my Thanksgiving, my close family came over. Or at least half of it. Anyways, that's a story for another time. My uncle and his family came over. Uh, It was pretty cool. Uh, My mom's friends came over. Even though I think they're kind of weird, they were actually pretty cool this time. I think it was just the last time they were kind of weird. But who doesn't think their mom's friends are weird, right? I almost... So my uncle brought in... My aunt-in-law had made a charcuterie board. And I had learned to pronounce this after I listened to a French guy teaching me how to pronounce it. And I had to put it up to my ear and everything. It sounded like he was spitting on me. But... A charcuterie board is us right is a spread it's a board of various like cheeses and meats and olives and whatever um and then my uncle he right he walks in carrying this board and he's like oh uh my wife made a coochie board and then we're all like what I'm like he goes i forgot what it was called so it's a coochie board and the jokes that ensued probably shouldn't have been said at a table but I said them anyway I was like, oh yeah, just put the coochie on the table It's a nice spread Or, man, don't have too much coochie I don't know if you'll be able to handle it Or, it was, I, I don't know where he got coochie board from <laughs> It's because he didn't know how to say charcuterie And so then we were all just calling it coochie board For the rest of the night um, so that was wonderful. Um, and then, oh, yeah, there's also that uh, pretty Thanksgiving guilt where everyone's like uh, cleaning up the house and tidying up and cooking. And you're kind of just standing there, like not sure what to do. Like, I don't know if this is common to anybody else uh, or if this has been the situation that anybody else has suffered from or if I'm just making more excuses. Um, let me tell you, I grew up t- wanting to help. And wanting to cook with my family But I was always really slow And kind of a detriment So then they just never let me help Or they just yelled at me uh, To get out of the kitchen So Also because I went behind them a lot of times And I got completely laid out Into a kitchen cabinet It's fine, it was my fault Um, But then that kind of shied me away From being in the kitchen Helping them cook Because one, I just slowed them down And two Even if I was trying to be nice And like trying to be nice and cooking something beforehand or starting my own thing, I would probably do it wrong. <laughs> um I would probably do it wrong and then my parents would have to restart it and then no no progress would have been gained, right? Cuz I would have I would have messed it up anyways. Um so prior to Thanksgiving, right? It's the day of before everybody gets here, who is going to come at 4 or whatever and my uh, mom and grandma, or my parents are in the ki- uh, my mom and grandma are in the kitchen cooking, getting ready for everyone to show up. My stepdad's around the house cleaning, and I'm just laying there. I woke up pretty early. I'm not. It wasn't too bad for being on break. I was pretty proud of myself for waking up at that time. I woke up at like 9:30 to 10. Now, is that super late for some people? Yes for me that was like oh my gosh that's 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 insane dude i that's a, that's a record for me on break i usually wake up you know the worst i ever was i would wake up at like 1 in the afternoon um but i'm waking up or waking up i'm uh i'm getting up out of my bed right because i have my thing first where i wake up and then i'm on my phone for an hour before i get out of bed and actually uh, get ready to tackle on the day um is that something only i do <laughs> no and if you say that you're lying um and i see everyone around the kitchen helping and uh, i stepped out of cleaning and i'm like man i could be doing something right now <laughs> but i don't know what it is <laughs> so i kind of just stood there for a good like f- five minutes trying to figure out what to help with and i was like hey i uh do you need any help in the kit no like okay cool Hey, stepdad, do you need any help cleaning the... No. Okay, cool. And then I was texting a friend of mine, uh, and we were talking about Thanksgiving, and she was like, Hey, do you help during Thanksgiving? And I'm kind of just like standing there after being rejected twice from helping and seeing my parents rushing to... My mom and grandma rushing to cook and my stepdad cleaning the house. I'm like, yeah she's like oh yeah really that's cool because like my family even my little brother helps uh, opening cans and stuff it's like oh even your little brother huh that's cool that's good that's good good for it's good for him glad for god he's good god he's doing that it's great uh, um <laughs> she's like well yeah do you help your family i'm like well yeah you know i help uh you know if they need help in the kitchen or anything or You know, they need help cleaning the floors. I'll just be like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And then I'll vacuum. It's no biggie. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm here to, I'm here to help. And she was like, that's good. As long as you're doing something. As I'm standing there in the middle of the living room, watching everybody else doing stuff while I'm on my phone. Yeah, it was, it was a wonderful experience. But uh, everything turned out well. Everyone showed up at four. My uncle showed up with his coochie board. It was wonderful. And the coochie board was pretty good, by the way. Uh, the coochie was top-notch. I ate a little too much, but it's fine. Uh, I got the biggest plate I think I've ever eaten. And I told myself, I am going to either eat this or die trying. Except that if I had eaten it all, I would have died. I didn't. Okay, let me tell you. The proportion of ham to Brussels sprouts was very off. <laughs> my uh, my mom she had made this uh, new recipe that she found out. Uh, it was like Brussels sprouts with um, what is it? It was Brussels sprouts with cheese and bacon bits, and it was really good. Now, do some people like Brussels sprouts? Uh, yeah. Do some people not like Brussels? Yes. <laughs> Yes, The answer is yes. Brussels sprouts are Brussels sprouts. Um, but uh, it was really good. Uh, yeah, the proportion to ham to Brussels sprouts was very off. I As soon as I put down my first serving of Brussels sprouts, I was like, well, got to make sure everything matches. And then I ended up filling my whole uh, oval paper plate with food. And then I had to put a little bit on top because not everything fit. Um, it was a traditional Thanksgiving meal turkey, ham, stuffing, coochie. Uh, Some more ham You know It was fine I ate I almost ate all of it I think most of the time <laughs> My uncle While we were sitting down eating Right Everyone's getting ready to eat I uh f- I started eating Before uh, we said grace And then I was like Oops my bad and I forgot about that And then my mom Gave us like a half ass prayer I was like Thank you so much uh, Thank you so much Lord for this food Alright guys You can eat now And then it was fine I'm like I don't think he'd accept that <laughs> It's fine Um but the entire time, right, we were like 15 minutes into eating and my uncle from the opposite end of the table goes, dude, are you, are you enjoying your meal? I haven't heard a word from you for the past 15 minutes. I'm like, is that a bad thing? And he's like, yeah, cause you always talk. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Especially at a table full of people. Um, I, I take advantage of it and make a stand up bit about it. Um, here's the thing though, my family's sense of humor is vastly different. So at that th- state that at that th- state cespian festival at that state thespian festival, I went to, um, last, uh, last week, two weeks ago, I, uh, right. I did stand up at an open mic without a mic. So it was just an open and, uh, 10 minutes I was up there cracking jokes, whatever. And it went really well. It went really well because everybody there had around the same sense of humor, in varying degrees of intensity and darkness, right, everybody there had at least some similarity in what made them laugh, my family, being all millennials, uh, god, it's crazy saying that, they're millennials, and they're in their late 30s, what the hell, they used to be the generation that boomers complained about, now my generation's gonna get complained about all the time, like, I don't want your burden, dude, come on, stay young, anyways, uh, My family's uh, sense of humor is different, right? The way jokes have to be said to make them laugh are different. So sometimes I'll say a joke that made uh, people laugh in my friend group of, you know, like 18, 17 to 18 year olds. And then I'll say the same joke with them. And it's just not funny. And I'm like, man, you guys suck. (laughs) I'm like, God, that was a super funny. That was a super funny joke to other people except for you guys. Um, And then they gave me a whole... Scolding about comedy And like they give me a whole breakdown They're like well, these people do I'm like okay guys I didn't need a whole Analyzation of my comedy um, But I tried You know I uh, Trying to be funny is not my strong suit Because usually when I try that I'm not funny When I don't try is when I'm funny And that's how it goes for most people Which is why when I did the When I got signed up for the open I was a bit nervous Because I'm like I don't know how it's going to go Having a pre-planned thing But it went well, anyways. um, uh, Let me tell you, trying to make your family laugh is its own beast compared to trying to make teenagers of your age laugh. I mean, first off, at the end of the day, uh, you can be a lot more intimate with them. That sounds weird. Pause. Pause. Rewind. (laughs) While I try to find the right word, you can make uh, jokes that are a lot closer or you can be a lot closer to them in terms of, like, just interacting with them, you you can tell your family that, man, they suck when they don't laugh at a joke, right, but it's, like, joking-wise, you can't say that to an audience because you look stupid, right, and then they told me, like, you can't be like, man, you guys suck, I'm like, I only do that with you guys, that's something parents do a lot, is when they're telling you about some way of life, they're like, don't do this, I'm like, well, I only do that with you guys, so, my personality, this is personality two out of, uh, 17, so, you know, it's fine, um, but what was I saying, oh, yeah, jokes, something about jokes, I'm gonna keep rambling until I actually get into the right train of thought here, choo-choo, I have gone off the track, I'm currently going towards a forest of oak woods in a 52-ton steel uh, train carrying multiple pounds of cocaine, I don't know what I'm talking about, oh yeah, jokes, trying to make your family laugh, different, you can tell your family that they suck, you can't do that to a crowd of teenagers, because it's different, Um, I mean, yeah, certain families you can't, because you're not that close, but that's what I'm trying to say, you're closer to your family, so then you can make stuff that's closer to your family, anyways, um, they like funny stories though, just funny stories that don't really have a punchline and are just funny, work really well for them that's all you really need to do and so um i told a story about how we had a shooter threat at school now (laughs) does that sound funny no but apparently it was so funny that my uncle almost died on our couch at thanksgiving dinner now, am I going to ever say this story to him again? No. Afterwards, when he stopped almost dying and the uh, paramedics left, he said, that was the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. And I was like, well, you're never going to hear it again, because that was terrifying. This story, I want to preface this story. This is a high school story. Preface this by saying that the shooter threat, everyone was okay. (laughs) Everything was fine. It was just some dumb kid had a fake gun. And somebody from from the parking lot saw him putting it into his car and then reported it. And then we were in lockdown for the entirety of 5th period. It was great. So I'm in 5th period history, right? Ready to do my stuff. It's AP, you know, it's stressful, whatever. And then they announced that we have lockdown. Uh they announced the year We were we were in lockdown, whatever, whatever. She seemed pretty the lady seemed pretty chill about it, super so we chill about it. We were like, oh, okay, I guess we're in lockdown, right? Um, and then we confused it with shelter in place at first, so we're like the lights were still on and we were all still talking. It's like, yeah, it's fine. And uh now my first thought was, Well, man, I really hope that I don't have to go to the bathroom. Because last year we had the same thing happen and I almost peed myself. I had to like medit we were in fifth period. For an hour and a half And I was pacing in the back of the room Meditating so as to not piss myself And so I'm like man Hopefully uh, I don't have to go to the bathroom Well My stomach obviously had second thoughts uh, Because I felt poo coming in And you know you, that bowel, You can feel a bowel movement coming And I was like oh boy this sucks So my first thought was man I hope this lockdown ends soon Because if not I'm going to shit myself Um, And then we had to turn the lights off, right? Everyone's being a little quieter. We're locking the doors, closing the windows. And then come to find out that this lockdown is not a drill. So then my next thought was, well, this sucks because if I die, I will shit myself. I don't know if you guys know this, but if somebody dies, they release all control of their bowels. And they will shit themselves. So, my next thought was if I die, I am going to go out shitting. <laughs> so, turns out it wasn't a drill. And our teacher was like, oh no, it's fine. It's something off campus. So, their school locked down, whatever, whatever, whatever. Turns out it was something on campus. They lied to us. It was wonderful. And everyone's a little stressed out at this point, right? Everybody's like, okay, well, this isn't actually a drill. This isn't a shelter in place. It's a lockdown. So, it's like serious, serious. And You know people tell us that there's cops on the scene everyone's a little bit nervous and everyone's on edge listening to sounds outside of our building whatever 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 and i thought to myself man i should take initiative and do something and i was like wait i got an idea and what was this genius idea well this genius idea was to barricade the door and by barricading i mean putting a chair in front of it (laughs) so let me tell you what i did i took a chair mind you this chair had wheels it was a little like four foot tall three foot tall chair and i kind of rolled it over to the front of the door and i just put it against the door and i'm like awesome that's great and i'm by the by the way mind you this is happening while everyone's under tables, right? Well, everyone's under tables, people are like standing at the side of the room, everything's dark, and everything's hella quiet. And I just walk over with the chair, and I'm like, oh, 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 like rolling over the chair to the front of the door, and I put it against the door, and it didn't reach the door handle. So I'm like, shit. So I walked back, and I got another chair. <laughs> this one also had wheels, and so I walked back got another chair, and I stacked it on top of the first one. (laughs) And I stacked it on top of the first one. Mind you, this is super fucking loud. It's like, I take the first chair, and I stack it on top of the second one, and it's like, (laughs) shit, fuck. Right? So, everyone's looking at me like, what, What what are you doing? And I'm stacked the second chair on top of the first chair. And I put it against the door, and did it in any way, shape, or form interact with the door handle? No. (laughs) But I put it against the door, and I'm like, genius, perfect, I stack that chair on top, and I walk back to my, my desk, I'm sitting at like a high table on the side of the room right next to the door, and I get back to my table, and they're like, Ed, are you stupid? What are you doing? And I'm like, what? What are you, like, the door opens outward, dumbass. I'm like, oh, well, maybe it'll trip. Genius, absolutely genius idea. It it here's the thing though, the chair had wheels, so if somebody were to walk, open the door outward, they would see the chair, and if if for some reason they decided to walk through it like a Skyrim NPC. The chair would just roll away, <laughs> cause the cause the chair had wheels, and so uh, anyways, I'm telling the story to my to my family, and everyone's dying laughing, and I'm dying laughing telling it, and uh, my uncle laughed. He's sitting on the corner of the couch. My uncle laughed, then he coughed, and then his face went completely black, like like, dead black, his eyes shut, and his mouth shut, and he got super tense, and his, he, like, sunk his face into his chest, and his face went super black, all, like, super, like, deep red, and, uh, he had a pulmonary embolism in his lungs, what that is, is a blood clot in the lungs that stops you from breathing, and so, everyone's freaking out everyone's screaming right that is as people do my grandma my mom was a quick thinker she uh hit his she was hitting his chest to try and get him to react to breathe now that makes more sense right if it's something lung related right you're trying to push into the chest to uh try and get the person to breathe meanwhile my grandma was just slapping his arm (laughs) Cause, <laughs> cause, cause that helps, of course. Um, and I, everyone's screaming, whatever. everyone's someone's telling us to dial nine one one, and I just like walked away calmly, so I didn't freak out. And then dial nine one one, whatever. Paramedics come, and uh, they're like, "Well, your vitals are fine, but there might be some bigger underlying issue, whatever." And. Uh, they they leave right his vitals are fine rafa the entire time my uncle the entire time was like i'm fine like after he snapped out of it uh because he blacked out for like 20 seconds he blacked out not able to breathe for the entire time and he doesn't remember anything that happened he doesn't remember blacking out he just remembers coughing and then waking up and his his mom punching him in the arm right uh and that's all he remembers so uh he wakes up and he's like i'm fine everything's fine every I- i'm good i can stand up and my mom was like i'm going to sit on you until the paramedics come and uh she she did end up like laying on top of him so he didn't get up um as did other people because he was so stubborn uh the paramedics come whatever show up vitals. anyways uh to, uh come to find out Uh, one of our nurse, one of our neighbors is an ER nurse. And when they saw the ambulance come, uh, she asked, she texted my mom. She was like, Hey, what's up? What happened? And my mom tells him what happened, how he blacked out his face turned all black. And his, apparently I wasn't there for that, but his arms started waving up and down. And, um, like, like it was a seizure or something. Um, and the nurse tells her, Oh, that was probably a pulmonary embolism or blood clot in the lungs because the blood clot happens. You can't breathe. You black out and then your body as a response to try to get you to breathe starts waving your arms up and down and her my mom hitting him in the chest probably released the blood clot but it's still you know there somewhere uh will he go to the doctor it's a hard maybe you know he's he's starving like that but after he came to he we thought he was going to die and after he came to and the paramedics left he started cracking jokes, and it was the biggest dick move ever. He went, he started standing up and walking around, and we're like, "Ralphs, please sit down. You're stressing us out." And he's like, "No, the vets checked me out. I'm fine." I'm like, "The vets? <laughs> like the the vets checked you out?" He's like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. I just, I just, I think I had too much coochie." I'm like, "God damn it! It was, it was probably the coochie board, was it?" Um, but he told me that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, and I was like, "Well, you're never gonna hear it again." Um, and he goes, "Well." I guess I have to call in sick on Monday. He is the biggest asshole ever, and I love him for that. But yeah, I made him laugh too hard and he almost died. It was wonderful. It was great. It was a really great time. Uh, Anyways, uh, I have made my entry into Azuma's Diary. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening. And tune in next week, Hell Week, right before my show, for all of my experiences on my long dress rehearsals. Anyways, it's about my bedtime, except that just means I'm gonna play video games with friends. Good night, fellas.